What's up, wrestling fans? And welcome back to your weekly dose of all that is pro wrestling from them boys from 607 Podcast. That's right, it's time for 607 Podcast presents The Wrestling Show, better known as hashtag 607TWS. Of course, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am your host here on 607TWS. I'm also the host of the 3FN Podcast. My name is Rich, and joining me, as he does each and every week in the co-pilot's chair here on 607TWS, but you better know him as the host of the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, better known as the ODPH. I'm talking about Ken M. 607 Podcast fam, what is happening? What is going on? What is good? Shall we talk some pro wrestling? We shall, and we shall call it right down the middle as well. Uh, this week, not going with the big entrance again, because we have a busy week for me to be fucking around with my voice. <laughs> facts. Absolute facts. We are recording the show as we do nowadays, mostly on Sundays. Uh, after this, I have to record on Monday. We'll be recording, as most of you know, the 3FN podcast. I know Ken M's got uh, shows that he's recording on Monday and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we're leaving for New York Comic Con on Wednesday. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, a busy, busy week. So I do not need to fuck around and lose my voice. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. It's going to be absolutely wild, but we got to save some of it for the Javits this weekend. So, obviously, if you're down there, make sure to pop over, say hi. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're looking at, I think we got stickers and, and cards and all sorts of crazy stuff. So, if you're a fan or your podcast friend, anybody, just stop over, say hi. Hit us up on the uh, Twitter links at 3FN Podcast, at ODPH Podcast on Twitter is probably the best way to get a hold of us. Mm-hmm. You can get a hold of us on any social media and uh, find out where we are. We'll tell you where we are. We'll tell yeah. you where we are, what we're doing. We have a lot of time this year. The nice part about not being pressed for New York Comic Con. Yes. We are pressed for other things, but not pressed for New York Comic Con is that we actually have time to hang out. Yeah, this is a kind of a weird experience this year, but a good one, though. Absolutely. Uh, so it's a, but we have a lot of busy stuff that we'll be uh, letting on to this week on the 3FN podcast, ODPH podcast, to let you know what we will be doing in New York City uh, amongst partying our asses off. Cause yes. That's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just throwing it out there. Lots of uh, cocaine and hookers. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what am I, Tony Khan? <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> Anyways, I joke, I joke, I kid, I kid. But. Uh, you know, we got a good show coming up for you now this week in the main event segment. We're going to talk some WWE recap the week that was, which wasn't too much going on because we're all in a build to extreme rules because we're going to preview extreme rules for what we have so far on that pay-per-view or sorry, premium live event. Yes. Uh, in the mid car, we are going to talk about uh, Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory, which also goes down this weekend, and Game Changer Wrestling's Fight Club weekend, Fight Club 2, going down with a huge main event on night one. We're going to talk about all of that in the mid card of the show, and we are going to open up in the opening contest with the week that was in all elite wrestling and looking forward to this upcoming week as well. But before we can do any of that, Ken M, tell these fine folks how to find yourself and the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Very simple. Swing on over to odphpodcast.com. Join in the conversation on social media accounts. They're all right there with the T Public store link, which we have a sale going on for New York Comic Con. So you definitely want to get some ODPH swag then. The Patreon link is right there. Parlay points block section. 
hopefully have a new blocks count anywhere going on this week. Uh, obviously, schedule's going to be a little tight, but I'm going to see if I can squeak something out. And for anything else that is the ODPH, you can be found at odphpodcast.com. And of course, for anything to do with the 3FN Podcast, it's simple. Hit us up, 3FNPodcast.com. All the social media links are there. Our T Public link is there as well, plus the Patreon link, patreon.com slash 3FN Podcast for as little as $1 a month. Get a ton of extra bonus content. Check that out as well. Lots of, uh, they got the big news first. There's some big news I'm going to be dropping on the 3FN podcast this week, but the patrons already have it. Uh, so it's a good place to be for that. Also, the link to the Twitch channel, the link to friends of the show, like the ODPH, the link that is for 3FN podcast, plus the one for 607TWS and streaming them, and uh, bands that support the show and our band directory, such as Floodlands, who you hear every week. Their song Ruin is the song that opens up the show. And last but certainly not least, our local sponsors, which include Dragon Master Games for all your Magic the Gathering gaming needs visit them on the world wide web dragonmastergames.com and that's the closest you get to a commercial on the show because of the wonderful people at dragon master games now ken m before we dive into the waters before we we dive into the show proper we have a little bit of sad news to take care of yes uh the other day literally about 24 hours ago from when we're recording uh, the world found out that uh, the great Antonio Inoki is no longer with us, passed away mm-hmm. in Japan. Uh, if you're not familiar with Antonio Inoki, who is a WWE Hall of Famer, he is pretty much in any Hall of Fame or should be in every Hall of Fame in wrestling. Facts. Founder of New Japan Pro Wrestling. He is the also the person you can say is the founder of the Strong Style mm-hmm. uh, because he was the one that first... Actually, you could even go as far as saying he's probably the father of MMA in a lot of ways because he it, was one of the first pioneers argument. of that. Yeah. Uh, especially back when they were over in Japan and they were doing shoot fights and stuff that led into what we now know as... Uh, MMA. I mean, he also main evented a pride event mm-hmm. in a wrestling match of all things. Yeah, definitely a legendary career. I mean, fighting Muhammad Ali too. Yeah, he fought uh, Muhammad Ali. He's done so much great things for the world of pro wrestling and of course the second largest company in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And uh, he'll be sorely missed. I mean, uh, he was one of the greats uh, in the ring, outside of the ring, and everything that he did for the wrestling business. Uh, so our hats are off to him. Uh, once again, condolences to his family friends and fans who we are amongst and uh, let's get a brief moment of silence for the late great Antonio Inoki. And just like Antonio Inoki would like, the show must and has to go on. So let's kick off this week's 607 TWS by speaking about all elite wrestling. And before we dive into the muck, let's dive into some good points of all elite wrestling this past week. There was two, count them, two great matches. Mm -hmm. Really, really good matches if you're being a little cynical. On the flagship Dynamite show, of course, one of them was the Eliminator match between... John Moxley and Juice Robinson, rock hard. Juice Robinson, the only one I can get out. Uh, and you know what? If you didn't weren't familiar with Juice Robinson before here in the states, you should get familiar with him now because I thought he had a good showing against John Moxley. What were your feelings about Mox versus Juice Robinson from Dynamite this past week? Great match, but a little short. That was my only takeaway. Like I thought they really were pressed for time. Agreed, and especially when there was a lot of throwaway stuff during the show, in mm-hmm. my opinion, they could have given that sh- that match a little more time and just cut a- away some of the fat, if you will. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, 
for what you had here with Juice Robinson, who's been obviously on a tear since he's left WWE and been in New Japan and Impact, he should have got more of a spotlight here because with the time crunch, they were definitely moving at a really fast pace. Not a lot to, not allotted a lot of time to tell the story, which I thought hurt, but I didn't think it was bad by any means. No, I agreed. But once again, it was a very good match. I would have liked to see a better match, and maybe we'll get that in the future because after the events, it looks like Juice Robinson is a free agent, he says. Yes. So. He is, he's no longer with New Japan Pro Wrestling as as per the source of Juice Robinson. Mm. So we'll see how that works out. The other match, and I think that this was a very, very, very good match, was your main event of the evening for the Ring of Honor World's Heavyweight Championship. Your champion, the Ocho, Chris Jericho, taking on former Ring of Honor World Champion Bandito. This is the first time uh, in a little while that Bandito has been in front of an AEW audience. I think this is the first time in, in front of an AEW audience proper, I should say, because he has been on Ring of Honor shows for yeah. them, and he also was on the original All In, but I don't think he's been on an episode of Dynamite or Rampage, to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge either. I think this is the first time. So, I don't know. I think he impressed a lot of people. Allegedly, uh, All Elite Wrestling is offering him a contract. That's how much they uh, were invested in him. I like this match. I thought this was a really, really good match, making me rethink um, what I said about Jericho kind of slowing down as he gets older because he was there to deliver for this one. How'd you feel about the main event? Well, I'm saying he keeps referencing the Ocho. I mean, obviously, he's talking about the ODPH, so maybe this is bringing some good karma. I don't know. But in all seriousness... I think, Ken M., I think that you're going to have to challenge him for that spot and that Ring of Honor title. Right. And as as a former Ring of Honor world champion and myself, mm-hmm. I, I think that you have what it takes. Well, thank you, sir. I'm definitely down for that. I thought the match was very, very good. And I think Chris Jericho is really tapping into a new gear being the Ring of Honor champion, which I like seeing. A little puzzled by the ending promo, but I thought the match was great. I think it is interesting. They're kind of... in. Okay, so here I'm of two minds on the promo. Mm-hmm. Once again, I think that Jericho delivered it great. Yes. I think the criticisms of Jericho being Ring of Honor champion and not being happy, if you will, because basically Jericho's like, is doing the same thing as MJF here. Yeah. And I so that, on the one hand, I don't like it because, you know, MJF isn't happy with AEW. And it's like, oh, Jericho's like, oh, you guys don't want to respect me as Ring of Honor champion, so I'm going to destroy you from within. So it's kind of almost the same storyline. Not quite, but it's a little too close for my liking when you're doing something the same right now. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes complete sense. I mean, that's the one issue that doing this line is you have disgruntled champions or challengers for belts. It's too close of a mirror image, especially you're not you're on the same show. You're not doing separate shows. So you can't even say, well, this is different than that. But like I said, what I like about it is the delivery from Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah. It comes across great. I love how he's like, hey, I'm going to fight all these former champions to prove that I am the greatest Ring of Honor champion and to hell with Ring of Honor. He's like, I'm also going to take it down, whether it be announcers or whether it be commentators and whether it be announcers. And of yeah. course, he had him in the ring and he's like, boom, we get, we get another attack on a civilian, if you will, from Chris Jericho, which I dug. You know, I, I, I enjoyed it, but it's also same parallels to MJF attacking Tony Schiavone. Like, exactly. So, so we're, it's exactly the same. I will say, though, I did think one thing was very interesting. I got to give a shout out to um, John from that hashtag show because he was saying the same thing, too. During that whole match, they omitted mentioning Jonathan Gresham at all when they're talking about how Bandito lost the belt. Well, that's probably because he's uh, persona non grata. Yeah, no, I, but I thought it was a very interesting uh, play they did. Obviously, Tony Khan didn't want to pay him more with his number 10 spot in the recent PWI. Yeah. 
I mean, that means he's worth more money, right? Allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. I don't know if that's true. I hope it's not, but uh, <laughs> if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that being said, we've gotten past what I think is the best parts of the show yeah. from Dynamite. There's a lot of forgetful promos. I've seen somebody out there had wrote a uh, tweet. I, I'm sorry. I forgot who it was. It basically was like, hey, this is uh, like WWE back in a few months ago where it's just promo before match, mm-hmm. promo before match, promo before match. And it's like it's a little it's a little jarring. And I'm like, yeah, there was a, there was definitely a lot of complaints on the Internet from normal fans of all Elite wrestling, not the drones, because they're always going to bitch. Right. But there was a lot of uh, AEW faithful who were complaining about the show. I mean, it showed in the ratings if you go by that still. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I didn't think it was a great show. I thought they were two great matches, but that doesn't make it a great show. No, I agree with you. I think that for an overall package, it really has not been delivering. And I think that you can have moments of brilliance, which I think you did with those two matches, but I think overall, going to the live promo segments for reasons, it just is not connecting, and it really throws the show off, especially when you have a couple that really don't hit with the crowd. No, I agree. I agree completely. That brings us to probably the worst segment of the evening. And before I get into the worst segment of the evening, I know there's a lot of people drawing a battle line about how can you be for women's wrestling and then when they give an opportunity, you crap on the segment. Well, if the segment's not good, it doesn't matter if they're giving them time or not. And Mm -hmm. so that's where we're going to first go with. So that's just a cop-out argument. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the uh, Soraya segment on Dynamite. And I thought this was weak sauce. And I heard people going, well, she hasn't done a promo in a while. A promo is the last thing that leaves you. Ring rust doesn't apply to promos. Right. Like, she should still be able to cut a promo if she was ever good at it, which you could argue she was or wasn't. And I would always argue she wasn't. But here we are, and it just was like, bring out the women's division, and it's five people? Well, four people plus her? Yeah, just for what she was trying to do, it just missed the mark. And then, like I say, it just didn't deliver for where they were going, even though what she's trying to do is say she's going to be the revolution. She's going to be the one that's really pushing the AEW women's division. She's going to be the the face that runs the place, so to speak. Just how it came off, it just didn't click. And especially like you touched upon, she wants to have the whole women's division come out. I legit thought that she was inviting a whole faction to come out when it was only five people. Like you didn't have the entire women's division. It didn't connect on that level. So when you have that much discord, fans are going to tune out. Fans are going to have comments and it just missed the mark. And it missed the mark completely for what it was supposed to be, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. What this is supposed to be is her going, hey, we're going to change what everybody says is horrible about AEW in the women's division. We're going to put it on the map. But it didn't excite anybody. As a matter of fact, it kind of did the opposite because the only good part of this promo segment, in my opinion, was when the heels came out. Yeah. Led by Britt Baker. D-M-D. And Britt, for what you will say, if she's great in the ring or not, you can be that decider. But she is really good on the microphone. Mm-hmm. And I thought she took Soraya to task. As a matter of fact, that was part of her what she said to her. She said, well, you know, you say that these fans love you, but they don't even know your name. Mm-hmm. Is it Soraya, Soraya, Sorosis? W- what is it? Yeah. Uh, to which the only comeback that we get from formerly known as Paige, if you will, is, well, Brit rhymes with shit. Yeah. And they had to bleep that out because WB doesn't want swearing on television. Mm-hmm. 
So then, then even better, prior to that, though, but the best line, I wanted to save it for last because it was, I've given my blood, sweat, and tears, my, and I put my neck on the line, mm-hmm. and unlike you, my neck can take it. What the? Oh, my God. By the way, thumbs up to yes. Dr. Britt Baker DMD on that. That was an MJF kind of drop the mic moment, and you realize we were we were dealing with a giant on the mic and a midget on the mic, and it was not too well. Or sorry, a little person. And sorry if we offended anybody who is one of our little people listeners. Yeah, it was just one of the situations where Soraya just came in there and just wasn't ready, like for whatever reason. And you could say it was one night. Well, sure, you can try making that argument, but like you touched upon, you have a lot of time to practice promos. You have a lot of times to go over this. It's like riding a bike for the most part. You either got it or you don't, or you can keep practicing until you get somewhat on a good level. Just what she was trying to do, Britt came in there and really established why she's the top star in the women's division for AEW. I agree. I agree 100%. And it, I don't know. I don't know where you go from here. You know, the dirt she's took of beating this week, we're going to talk about that in a second. Are they right? Are they wrong? Has she been cleared? Has she not been cleared? I mean, once again, we don't know because there was no physicality. This set up between, for a match between Serena Deeb and your interim AEW women's champion, Tony Storm, here. Uh, the match itself, there was some rough spots in it, but for the most part, this could be a good match. But when they made it a Lumberjills match, yeah. I think it hurt the match. I would like to see that ran back with just Serena Deeb versus... Tony Storm, in my opinion, I don't know about you. No, I agree with you completely. I think the fact that you tried to add in an extra elements to it just really took away from it. And I think the only thing that was memorable about this match, even though it was a wild spot, was that second row uh, pile driver. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was a little rocky. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that there was more distractions outside, and I don't think it helped the two women in the ring. I thought they did a good – I thought that they should run it back because I thought it was a decent job. They definitely need to run it back just one-on-one with no outside interference because now it's like, is Deeb with Britt's faction or what's going on there? And then are, like, we having Paige have her faction with the faces of the women's division? I'm assuming we're, we're splitting at faces and heels. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. But uh, I see you have something pulled up here. No, because they're saying for this Wednesday night's uh, Dynamite that it's going to be Tony Storm, Athena, and Willow Nightingale against Jamie Hayter, Serena Deeb, and Penelope Ford. Paige is in the corner. I'm sorry, Saria's in the corner of Tony Storm's team. And it looks like Britt Baker's going to be in the corner of the Jamie Hayter-led team. Once again, still not in the fray. Mm-hmm. Until we see her in the ring in a match and getting or just getting physical, that's when I'll believe that she's cleared to go. Yeah. And I'm not saying that the dirt sheets are right because God knows we know that I take all of that with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. However, where there's smoke, there's fire. We haven't seen her get physical yet. Yeah. So you can't, if you're out there, you know, screaming from the rooftops that she's cleared, then why haven't we seen her get physical? And once again, if she's not cleared and she can't go, that's fine. She's still a big get. Just don't lie to people. Yeah, exactly. Don't paint the illusion. I mean, obviously we're going to have a great match on Wednesday night. I mean, I'm happy to see Penelope Ford back on because ever since she's been returning to the division, she's been on fire. But painting the illusion that Soraya is going to wrestle and then you're it, you're kind of building up that maybe we're going to have Soraya versus Britt Baker at full gear. But it all hinges on, okay, what's truth and what's not truth. Exactly, which we won't know. Mm-hmm. The only other thing I want to talk about before we dive into this little side of AEW versus the dirt sheets mm-hmm. is that... Rampage. I'm not going to talk about matches on Rampage. Rampage has become such the afterthought. Yeah. And I know you have championed this a while ago, and I want to give you a platform for it. And I agree with you. Right now, we had the Ring of Honor World Title Main Event Dynamite. Mm -hmm. Why don't we just turn 
Friday night's AEW Rampage to Ring of Honor Rampage, and then you could have the belts defended there, and we could give proper TV time to Ring of Honor talent until there's another show. And even then, maybe there's another show with, with, with two more hours instead of just one, and we can just give that to AEW, who has the bigger roster and is the bigger, you know, let's be honest, Ring of Honor is basically the NXT of AEW at this point. Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. It's treated like a developmental. So if that's the case, let's 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 turn into it. I understand having you know popular champions like Chris Jericho and Samoa Joe because that gets ratings and that's fine. Even NXT has done that. Mm-hmm. But I just want to point out why not turn into it? I want to give you the stage because you have been a huge proponent of this. You've mentioned it a couple times in passing on this show, but I hear you all the time talking about it. And I agree with you 100%. Why why do you think that they're not just turning Rampage into Ring of Honor Rampage because it's not like it's drawing any better as an AEW product. The only thing that I th- um, this is my opinion about this, just the optics, that they're still holding out hope that they're going to just do something completely separate with the show. It's like they have the property now of Ring of Honor and all the belts and everything comes with it, and it seems like they don't know what to do with it. But the easy way to do this and fix this is give it its hour, run the storylines with your Ring of Honor talent on there, and build that as, like, truly it's the NXT of AEW. Run that show like that, because why are we having on AEW Dynamite, we opened with Chris Jericho's celebration, everybody's wearing the purple uh, to celebrate yes. him winning the belt. Ring of Honor. We closed the show with a Ring of Honor main event. So what is that saying about your AEW brand? Well, I was going to say Dynamite basically was Ring of Honor Dynamite this week. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And I'm not complaining because I thought the main event was genius. Absolutely. I did like the opening promo segment. We didn't talk about it too much, but I thought it drug on too long. It drug on way too much, but this is the thing when you have Chris Jericho. Also shots fired at Bobby Fish. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he might deserve it, but still. Still, no, shots were definitely fired. But when you're having Chris Jericho out there, you're going to give him a much TV time because he is a recognizable face with your brand. But if you're trying to establish Ring of Honor as its own separate entity, because are we going to do this or are we not? If you are, give it its time. You put Chris Jericho on Friday nights. He can still do a promo on Wednesday, sure. But let him build that brand up because if he's going to be champion, you took the belt away from Claudio, let him run with it and start featuring some of your talent on there and really start pushing that as Ring of Honor Rampage. It's an easy fix. And then depending on what you want to do with AEW, you can still run that. But I would say, why not give it its focus and let it go? You have Samoa Joe who has the titles. You have FTR, who's Ring of Honor titles. You have the talent there that they can carry an hour show and make something go with it. Give them the ball, because obviously doing the split thing is not working. It's not connecting with the fans. You can go online and see the reaction from a lot of people. And this is where you're listening to your fan base for. You can say the ratings, sure, if you want to buy into that nonsense, go ahead. But take a look at what you're doing. And I know for a lot of people, they're not connecting with Ring of Honor, so why put on your flagship show when they want to come and see the stars of AEW? I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. That's why I wanted to give you that. No, thank you. I appreciate to talk it. about it. Well, let's talk about the uh, dirt sheet in the room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So there's been a lot of stuff going on with the dirt sheets lately. And, of course, you know, the speculation running wild. It's not just an AEW. It's mm-hmm. in WWE. We're talking all sorts of crazy stuff. And, you know, obviously came to a head this past week between the Soraya stuff and, of course, Malachi Black, yep. who then addressed the world and said, hey, listen, I'm just taking time off. I'm just going home. I'm going to be returning to AEW, but I just needed time off. There's some things going on in my life that I need to sort out. And it just really sucks that I have to read nonsense about everything going on. Mm-hmm. And, of course, then they double down and. 
and the worst part about it is you have like Uncle Dave after the Malachi Black thing comes out going, well, you know, they've been teasing him for uh, the uh, White Rabbit. And it's like, no, no, there was a line that everybody took in there because it's from his theme song. And it, it I don't think that they ever thought it was going to be Malachi Black. I don't think they were playing the long game to wait for some mythical fucking, you know, uh, no compete clause. Yeah. They're, they're looking to pull the trigger on this thing sooner than later, including... Then in the next breath, Uncle Dave saying, oh, it's going to, you know, we might not get the whole payoff, but we'll find out who the person is at Extreme Rules, which I've said as well. Mm-hmm. But like, if that's the case, you knew it couldn't be Malachi Black. So why the fuck would you even still be teasing that? It's like talking out of both sides of your fucking mouth. And that's what irritates me about it. And uh, the best thing I can say, and I'm not going to jump on it in the long term. I'm not going to sit here and just say about all the bad things. But think about it. Every time you look at a dirt sheet. There's always some bullshit there. Mm-hmm. And that's why we've always said on the show where we call it right down the middle, where we give our opinions. We're not breaking news. We're not telling you you know, what fact is. We will debunk some bullshit. But at the same point in juncture, take all of this with a grain of salt. And some of it sounds really good. Some of it is might even be you know, based in truth. We're going to talk about to finish this segment out. We're going to talk about this whole thing with Andrade mm-hmm. in a second. But... Who knows what's real and who's what's fake there? You know, we're talking about wrestling. All of it could be not real, but all of it could be real. And I think because of the punk thing, we're in this new phase where everybody thinks that everything is real now again. Like we went from thinking everything was a work to thinking everything is real. And sometimes it's not. And once again, a long time ago, we came up with a little segment, a little, a little something like this. Because the dirt sheets lie. And we used to like always come on here and talk about what they lied about. But then we needed to have time from the show, let's be honest. And we wanted to talk about real wrestling, so we haven't. But if we have to bring it back occasionally to call people on their bullshit, we will. Because that's what calling it right down the middle is. But the biggest thing to stick to this out there, anybody who listens to the show, go with your heart. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. If it sounds like bullshit... It probably is. If they don't give you sources, and furthermore, they don't at their sources, mm-hmm. it ain't fucking real. I'm sorry. And that goes for not just wrestling. That goes for pop culture news. That goes for entertainment news. That goes for sports news. That goes for everything. Because anybody who's really got a source will at their source. You can't be like, well, you know, the guy down the street told me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. So let's stop giving credence to this stuff because obviously it's causing real damage as we heard from Malachi Black. And on a lower level, if you will, in independent wrestling, one of Fightful Select's people went ahead and said about how Tony Deppin was basically signed to an AEW ROH deal probably akin to Blake Christian's and his proof for it was that Greenfly sent out a tweet. And I was like, okay, whatever. And there was a double and triple down from other fightful journalists. And I'm using that in quotations until Tony Deppin was like, this is all bullshit. And then when the guy goes, well, I w- I'm sorry, I was my assumption. And somebody else called him on it and was like, you didn't assume. You, you treated it as it was fact. Mm-hmm. So that's not an assumption. And Tony Deppin goes, you know what's wrong with an assumption? Last time there was when Ring of Honor was bought and there was a rumor that went around that I was part of the deal. I lost independent bookings, which means I lost money because people thought that I was only allowed to work Game Changer wrestling shows mm-hmm. as part of my Ring of Honor deal, so people just didn't book me. So it fucks with your his wallet. So he has a right to be pissed, just like Malachi Black has the right to be pissed because people are intruding on something that's obviously serious for him when he wanted time off. Ken? You know, I, I'm glad you brought up the CM Punk thing because what was he known for in the WWE? The reality era. Right. And now it seems like 
we now have the 2.0 era of that. And the question becomes now, when is enough enough where everybody feels they got to be the first one out with a tweet or comment without getting fact? That just to put something out there to draw some attention. Because obviously people need to sit back and wait for things to pan out. Like we get into this situation where we're so thirsty to have that news first that we don't sit there to read the facts before we run them. And we don't realize of how this affects people because we have to just go click. Oh my God. You know, did you hear, did you hear, did you hear when did it get to be uncool to just sit there and be fans and watch things unfold? Like that's something I just, I can't wrap my head around. And when we see this happen and like you touched upon, this isn't just wrestling. This is pop culture where everybody is so quick to believe something that gets put out there without seeing who said it and where their source came from. It just boggles my mind that we're still in this time frame where people are doing this and not realizing when you put that stuff out there, you're not saying the real truth. You're just saying something to say something because that's how it comes across to me. So that's just my opinion on this. And we need to get back to a sense of let things unfold. Like you can say, you know, this would be cool if this happened, but you're not saying like, oh, this happened. And you're basing on on certain ideas that, I mean, really, when you break things down, they're not exactly facts or enough concrete evidence to say, okay, this has happened. But when you're doubling in and running, you know, stories like that, yeah, it does affect somebody. And like you brought upon with Tony, this is a situation when everybody is saying, okay, when Ring of Honor got bought, like, okay, well, who's signed here? Who's signed here? Who's signed there? There's been so much innuendo. Who the hell knows? Until you see them in an ROH ring, just let it be a fan and just let it go. Like, why the hell are we still doing this at this stage? And it's getting worse because the fact that Malachi Black had to take a break from, you know, taking time to get himself good to come out and address the bullshit. Like, how insulting is that as a fan? Like, it, like I'm sorry, as a fan, I'm insulted that this has happened and I have to, I have to call myself a fan when other people are doing this bullshit. Agreed. Agreed. Well, let's go out of the world of that. Once again, take what you hear in the dirt sheets with a grain of salt mm-hmm. and, and enjoy the fandom. Don't don't worry about being too, quote unquote, smart. Sometimes it's good to be a mark. Sometimes like getting surprised is good. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a real confusing thing. And this is where these news cycles are preying on because coming up here on this upcoming episode of Rampage, this upcoming Friday, the biggest thing I think in this week for... AEW, as far as a question mark, is they announced a match mm-hmm. between Preston Vance, 10 of the Dark Order, and he's going to be taking on Andrade El Idolo. But there's a unique stipulation. Now, mind you, there's been this uh, Andrade's been trying to hire 10. Yeah. That's been a little uh, backstory going for a, f- a few months now. So all of a sudden, here's, here's what we're going to get. We're going to skip past a first match or a second match. We're going to get a stipulation match out of nowhere. And it's mask. So Ten's mask that, that Mr. Brody Lee gave him versus Andrade's AEW career. Yeah. And literally this came out of nowhere. Also, it came around to the same point as people were mentioning that Andrade is very unhappy in AEW and would like to go back to World Wrestling Entertainment, allegedly. Mm. I'm not saying that that's true. He has put some tweets out there. 
But then again, Miro put tweets out there and he still says that he's fine in AEW. So maybe it's just something he's doing to create a buzz. Maybe with everything going on, this is how you get your name thrown out in the internet and there's a buzz about you. Who knows? So we can't sit here and go, oh, Andrade's definitely leaving. But it does seem interesting that AEW, well, complaining, Tony Khan himself complaining, and wrestlers in their company complaining about the dirt sheets and the leaks and the access. Because remember, Chris Jericho said in the meetings that they've had, he said, let's stop the leaks, even though they haven't stopped because we found out about every one of these meetings. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. What is going on with this booking? It doesn't make too much sense because literally out of nowhere, we're getting mass versus career this upcoming Friday. What are your thoughts on that? I think Andrade's working the fans. I really do. I think that the whole what the hashtag was what free El Idolo. Yes. I think when that came out, I think he's definitely trying to run and play off the fans and seeing how many people he can get hook, line, and sinker to tune in. Like if you're really dying hard to see Andrade go back, you're going to tune in to watch and see how many people think that he's going to take a, a, a pin there, a la Jeff Jarrett at Bash at the Beach. Yeah, I saw that come up lately. Like, that's well. been flying all over the place. This will generate some buzz, but, I mean, if this doesn't happen, what's what's going to happen? The, are the fans going to be outraged that he's still in AEW? I don't know. Like It's that, getting weird. Like, it's, it's just so weird, but, I mean, it's, it just goes again. Like, people are just running with the rumors and just trying to not sit there and just be a fan and figure this out. Like, everybody's got to be a super sleuth and come to their own theories without any facts. I agree. It's just really strange, but I guess we'll find out on Friday, right? Yeah. Well... That's going to bring us to the end of the opening segment, the opening bout of 607TWS. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back from the break, it's going to be time to hit up the mid-card. And in the mid-card, we are going to talk about the preview of this upcoming weekend's GCW Homecoming Part 2. There's a huge match involving the All Elite Wrestling World's Heavyweight Champion. But on top of that, we're also going to break down this upcoming week's Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory 2022 going down in Albany, New York. We're going to talk about all that and more right after this break. Ken M is getting funky. Woo! Beedy, 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 bound. Yeah. Well, you know, if you hear this music, it can only mean one thing, and that is it's time for the mid card of this week's edition of 607 TWS. And as we do, we like to visit around the world. I know last week, because we had so much to talk about, we cut out. 
uh, one of our favorite segments of the show, of course, and that is the Indie Roundup. But this week, we are returning with the Indie Roundup. More importantly, we are returning with some Game Changer Wrestling. Uh, Ken M., as you remember, Game Changer Wrestling has spent the last about week and a half in the uh, land of the rising sun. They yes. were in Japan. A very good tour of Japan. I know you saw some of the stuff. We're not going to break down everything that happened over there, but do you think that uh, Game Changer Wrestling made an impact in Japan? Oh, to put it mildly, uh, yes, 1,000%. They are the number one independent promotion around the world now because they're traveling and they're definitely drawing in the crowds and the action was great. They'd had a great time in England the week prior and then we're in Japan, but now we're coming back to the good old US of A this upcoming weekend for Game Changer Wrestling uh, presents Ho- uh, Fight Club 2022 weekend. Mm-hmm. And there is a combo you can buy on fight.tv uh, starting on October 8th and uh, October 9th, so f- Saturday and Sunday. Respectively, for twenty one ninety nine, you can uh, purchase the bundle or they're thirteen ninety nine a piece for night one and night two. Uh, we're going to go over both those nights. Plus, there is a uh, Jersey Championship Wrestling show which we'll go over after. It's actually in between these two shows, but we'll go over it after. Are you ready to talk some game changer wrestling, Ken M? Let's do this. So for GCW Fight Club Night One, which will take place on Saturday in the uh, carousel room at the Showboat Hotel in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Going home, that is. Uh, homecoming, part, whatever. 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for this card. Oh, that's early. Well, I think they're trying to beat out the WWE. Oh. Because, unfortunately for them, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Peacock, cock, cock, the Peacock, we're getting Extreme Rules, which we'll be previewing in the main event of the show. So, here's the matches announced so far. By the way, they have announced... Breaking news, they have announced Leo Rush returns to Game Changer Wrestling Fight Club Weekend. You know, he steps his game up every time he comes to GCW, so I'm super excited to see him back. Well, we've heard he's cleared for the ring, so I'm assuming we're going to get him in some matches. They have not announced the matches yet, but we know he's returning to Game Changer Wrestling, which is one of his homes. Let's talk about the matches we do know about. Mm -hmm. Shun Skywalker is going to go one-on-one with all elite Nick Wayne. Tell you what, Nick Wayne's putting a hell of a resume together. In a battle of the baddies, the real baddies, if you will, Ali Catch is going to take on Sawyer Wreck. Oh, that's going to be a phenomenal match. That's going to get violent. We might see some knife play. I'm just yes. throwing it out there. <laughs> In a singles match, Yamato is making the trek over from Japan, and he's going to go one-on-one with 607 TWS's favorite asshole, Tony Deppin. Bring it on. Love it. For the Game Changer Wrestling World Tag Team Championships, your champions, the Mega Bastards. Alex Cologne and John Wayne Murdoch are going to defend their titles against Drew Parker and your reigning undisputed game changer wrestling ultra violent champion Rena Yamisha. Oh shit. Oh, that's Drew good. and Rena against Alex and John Wayne Murdoch. Is it fair for me to say this might top cage of death? It might. This is going to be insane. Yeah. It's going to be insane. And in the main event of the evening, and we know this will be the main event, there'll be more matches added, but this is the reason to tune in, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be the GCW World's Heavyweight Championship against a career. Mm-hmm. As on one end, the All Elite Wrestling World's Heavyweight Champion, and also your reigning, undisputed, game-changer wrestling World's Heavyweight Champion, John Moxley, is going to defend that title against the career of the man, the king the god of this shit, Nick fucking Gage. All right. 
I have an idea, and I know our friends in Jacksonville are listening. If Gage wins, I think that that counts as an eliminator match for AEW. And then I think on Wednesday next week, we should see the rematch with Gage and Moxley. That would be cool. I think that's what they should do. By the way, it drew ratings last time that uh, Nick Gage was on uh, AEW television. I don't know how WBD feels about that, but it did draw ratings. Exactly. Then they need a rating spike. Who else than the man, the king, the god of this shit, Nick fucking Gage, who is winning on Saturday, damn it. Uh, He better, because I'm going to tell you what, there could be a riot in that room. As much as the crowd loves Jon Moxley, the the end of Nick Gage in-ring career could cause a full-scale riot. I'm not even going to joke. No, no, this, no, he's dead-ass serious about it, and I fully agree. Like, There's only one way this match can go. And it's like the only thing worse would have been like if Cardona was the one to take the belt or, or stop him. And then his, his career? Yeah. I don't think that Gage would agree to that. I don't think like so in either. Real life, yeah. by. Moxley, he would agree, I think. Yeah. Him but. and Moxley are friends. There's a lot of respect there. I mean, hell, when they set this match up, we heard the old Yeller reference. Mm-hmm. Although, weirdly so, because Moxley put it on his dog, who's only like four years old. He was rolling. I just kind of said, okay, reasons. I was like, Moxley's already thinking about putting his dog down. The dog's only four. That dog's got a little bit of a run yet, brother. (sighs) I'm just throwing it out there. But that John Moxley's a different kind of cat. And if you don't know him outside of all elite wrestling or WWE back in the day, (laughs) you're missing a a whole other level to the John Moxley. Facts. But it should be a great match, and it will be a fucking death match. Oh, you God, can rest yeah. assured. Let's go to GCW uh, Fight Club 2022 Night 2, which will be happening on Sunday, 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 December the 9th, also from the Carousel Room at the Showboat Hotel in Atlantic City, New Jersey. This will have a 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time start time. See, I thought that this was actually Extreme Rules, so that's why I was like, it threw me off for Saturday. No, because Extreme Rules is on Saturday. Yeah, I know. I keep forgetting that. So, uh, let's go through the card that they've announced so far for the DDT Extreme and Game Changer Wrestling Extreme title. Your DDT Extreme champion, the bad boy, Joey Janela, will go one-on-one with your GCW Extreme champion, the king of wreck shit mountain, Cole Radrick. Oh, let's go. This is going to be great. By the way, Cole had a great showing in Japan. Yes, he did. Next up, we have a tag team match where we're going to get to see two of the young gunners. Of course, first up, the East Coast ace, Jordan Oliver, and his tag team partner, All Elite Nick Wayne, and they're going to take on Bussy, Ali Catch, and Effie. So once again, Effie has to work with the kids. Yep. This is going to be a great match, though. Effie is for the children. Yes, he he is. He's family friendly. That's one of the other (laughs) things that Effie stands for. As he said after he came back from the Mall America, I don't remember exactly, but family friendly is what he changed the two Fs to instead of electric, fantastic, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Oh, God, I'm blanking on that. Which, in case anybody didn't know, that is what Fe stands for. Mm-hmm. Next up, Yamato coming over from Japan. He's getting another huge match because he's going one-on-one with Speedball Mike Bailey. Ooh. That's going to be a hell of a Ooh, fight. Ooh, that could be a match of the weekend. Sean Skywalker also making a second appearance this weekend and he's going to go one-on-one with all heart aka the best in the fucking world blake christian great match the book there that's gonna be a great one too in a fucking death match one half of los macizos miedo extremo is gonna take on drew parker Ooh. and in what i'm assuming is the main event of the evening for the game changer wrestling ultra violent championship your champion rena yamasha is going to defend that belt against the other half of Los Macisos, Ciclope. Hmm. In a hmm. fucking death match, obviously, because it's for the GCW ultra-violent title. That is a fucking death match. Yeah, that's that's going to be absolutely insane. 
Macisos in uh, singles matches, they can get it done. They're great. Yeah, they can. Well, that's going to do it for the Game Changer Wrestling Shows, but if you would like to see something that's not going to involve death matches, for the most part, there might be some hardcore, but not death matches, and you can watch for free on the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday, this uh, October the 9th, we are going to get JCW versus the world. Of course, that's Jersey Championship Wrestling versus the world. There's only a few uh, matches out there so far. Mm-hmm. Want to talk about them? Yes. Here, they, here we go. Hoodfoot versus Slade. Ooh. Ooh. Next up, Jungle Kiona versus Sawyer Wreck. Okay. Next, we'll have Too Hot Steve Scott taking on Shota. Shota coming back over from Japan. He's uh, one of the young boys that is uh, now training with John Moxley. Yes. John Moxley takes a, is, has taken a... Sorry, Shota. I was going to say Shota we haven't seen since Forbidden Door. Yeah, I know. I'm happy to see him back. Yeah, that's a huge get. And last but not least, and what I'm assuming is the main event of the evening, the Prize City OG, Alec Price, goes one-on-one with Jonathan Gresham. <laughs> Oh, ho, ho. Jonathan Gresham returns to Game Changer Wrestling slash GCW, JCW, sorry, and he takes on the Price City OG. Did not hear about this. Oh, fuck no. yeah. I'm glad that you're hearing about it now for the first time because it's going to be a thing. That's going to be an amazing match. So if you're wondering, once again, both of the Game Changer Wrestling Fight Club events will be on fight.tv uh, for $21.99 for the bundle, $13.99 if you order them separately. And they are on Saturday and Sunday. And, of course, Jersey Championship Wrestling will be on the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel for free, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday, October 9th. Now that that's out of the way, I also want to make an announcement about Fight.TV. Fight.TV has a, has a package you can buy. It's $4.99, and it's Fight Plus Pass. You've heard about this in the past. Yeah. Well, guess what? They're adding to Fight Plus. Oh. They're adding live shows. By certain companies, and they have signed, they have stolen away, if you will, from independentwrestling.tv, one of the promotions that has been a cornerstone of IWTV, but is now on Fight Plus, and they had their first live event just yesterday as we record, and that, of course, is Absolute Intense wow. Wrestling. AIW is now on Fight Plus for four ninety nine a month. Wow. Check out Fight Plus, and you get even more. You get a lot of shows a month after they come out, and now you're getting shows live. So Fight Plus is the place to be for four ninety nine a month. All future AIW shows will be live on Fight.tv for four ninety nine a month. That's huge. It is a big deal. They're, they're trying to build shit. a roster. Smart moves. And I've heard that there's other companies in talks with them so we'll wait and find out who those companies are because i don't know currently mm. i can tell you this it will not be game changer wrestling no no they make way too much money i was gonna say to go to the 499 yeah, yeah, model yeah. but with that being said let's clock it over to our friends at impact wrestling yes indeed because they have their biggest show of the year going down this upcoming friday night october the 7th from Albany, New York, at the Washington Avenue Armory, it is Impact Wrestling Presents Bound for Glory 2022. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to run down this card? I can't Kenna. wait to talk about this card. All right. In a call your shot gauntlet match, of course, that means the winner of this match gets a title shot at whatever belt they choose. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Listen to this. This is a long list. It's more than six. Are you ready? I'm ready. PCO. Mm-hmm. versus Bobby Fish, who just signed there, versus Heath, versus Sammy Callahan, versus Rich Swan, versus Steve Macklin, versus Giselle Shaw, versus Bindupar Gujar, versus 
Moose. That's an insane lineup. You got to pick on who you think is going to walk out on top in this one. You know, I want to say Steve Macklin. You know what? Steve Macklin's been catching fire. I wouldn't be surprised there. My other pick is actually Sammy Callahan. You know, I was thinking Sammy too. He's been promising something big, so I'm not sure if that includes winning this match. You know what? If he, Well, I'll, I'll get to it when we talk about the main event, but I have an idea. Okay. Next up, in a if she loses, she retires, mm-hmm. Mickey James takes on Mia Yim. And, of course, the next match that Mickey James loses in Impact Wrestling will be her last match. Yeah, this is going to be a great match. I do think Mickey continues the run, but I'm th- saying this is going to be a hell of a contest. I agree with you completely. I do believe she continues the run. Next up will be for the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships. Your champions, VXT, Chelsea Green and Deanna Parazzo, take on Jessica and Taya Valkyrie with Rosemary in their corner. So the Decay plus Taya is back. Yes. And this is going to be one hell of a match. I'm going to call and still, but I'm not doubting and new could happen, though. This is going to be a fantastic match. I'm going to go on the limb and say and new. Oh. Just going to throw it out there. Ty is money. Yeah. Next up, we have the Impact X Division Championship on the line. Your X Division champion, Speedball Mike Bailey, taking on All Elite Wrestling's Frankie Kazarian. Oh, that's going to be a great match. I do like speedball, though, but that's going to be a hell of a match. I think Ann's still here. Yeah. But it's still going to be a great match. Next on the list, we have for the Impact World Tag Team Championships, your champions, Honor No More, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. And they're going to defend those titles against the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin. Absolute perfect booking. Love this match completely top to bottom. This is going to be absolute fire. I agree, and I am going to go on the limb and say and new. Yeah, I'm going to say and new, too. Motor City Machine Guns regaining the thrones here in 2022. Next, we have the Impact Knockouts Championship on the line. Your champion, Jordan Grace, goes against somebody that we're very fond of, and Masha Slamovich, and I'm going to say and new. It's Masha's world, and we live in it. Give it to me. I am so excited she's getting a title shot, and she's walking out with a belt. No question about this. Yeah, I'm rooting hard for Masha. Hell yeah. And in your main event of the evening for the Impact World Championship, your champion, the walking weapon, Josh Alexander, goes one-on-one with a former Impact World Champion, former Ring of Honor World Champion, former 2CW World Champion for my own plugs mm. and, a, and a good friend of mine mr die hard eddie edwards so this is going to be a two-part thing one this match is going to be an absolute classic and you definitely don't want to miss this i am saying eddie wins the belt but i'm going to say this if sammy callahan wins the call your own shot he's going to cash in and win the belt that night i can see that happening I'm definitely going to go with you. I think finally Josh Alexander is going to lose a match. Mm-hmm. He's going to lose to Eddie Edwards, yeah. probably by nefarious means. Mm-hmm. Honor No More will get in, involved. Let's be honest. You imagine Ethan Page shows up? You never know. Yeah, that's what I say. Like Something crazy is going to happen. It'd be interesting to see if the firm goes across uh, uh, state lines, if you will. Yeah, It could happen. It, it could, could happen. happen. But even if not, I think mm-hmm. Honor No More gets involved. I think Eddie Edwards walks out your new champion. I'd like to see the Sammy Callahan. There's yeah. a lot of story and history there. Exactly. Little brawl to take out Honor No More. Then the cash-in comes. Boom. New champ. 
I can see it happening at Bound for Glory. Anything is possible at Impact's Bound for Glory. And, of course, that is going down on Fight.TV this upcoming Friday, October the 7th. Make sure you check it out. Mm -hmm. Trust me, Impact is low-key crushing it. Absolutely. They're doing so much fantastic work right now. And that card is loaded from top to bottom. Like, you want to say they're a big event, they're definitely pulling out all the stops for this. Listen, this is one of the events that I'm going to be ordering this weekend and not watching live because – there's we'll talk about it uh, these week's show, but we have we have some business to attend to mm-hmm. in New York City. Uh, remember when I said hint hint we might not be pressed at New York Comic Con, but we're pressed elsewhere. So we have some business to attend to on Friday night. So unfortunately, I will not and Ken M will not be yeah. able to watch Bound for Glory live. But that doesn't mean we won't order it and get that replay in. Hell yeah! Because uh, this is this is going to be a happening. Cannot wait for it. And it kind of if it wasn't for the fact that the what we're going to be doing is so much fun and a big opportunity. I will say this: I would be bummed to not be watching Bound for Glory. Oh, I agree. No, if if we didn't have, uh, we'll just call it Project X uh, for Friday night. Yeah, we'd be watching this completely live tweeting the whole damn nine. I agree. So don't expect too much live tweeting this weekend, unfortunately, from us. Maybe Saturday night, but uh, a lot of a lot of our time is going to be taken up on the other nights of the week. Just so we're forewarning you guys. Mm-hmm. I know some of you, we will give our afterthoughts as soon as we see stuff. But yes. unfortunately, we are busy on wrestling nights, which is fucking crazy. But hey, it's I'll take life. it. Once you guys hear this news, you guys will be happy about it as well. Mm-hmm. That is going to bring us to the end of the mid-card. We are going to take our final break. When we come back from the break, it's going to be time for the main event of this week's 607 TWS. And of course, we are going to be talking about WWE, giving you a brief recap of a couple things that went down this week on television, but more importantly, previewing Extreme Rules, which goes down this Saturday on the Peacock. For all that and more, we'll be back after this break. Wrestling fans, are you ready? Uh, Let's get ready to rumble! It is time to rumble! It is time for the main event of this week's edition of 607TWS. And we can only end one way, and that is by talking about the week that was in WWE briefly. But more importantly, previewing the upcoming Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Yes. Well, Ken M, let's talk about briefly what it done. Like, it wasn't a bad week in the world of WWE. It was more of a, you know, it, there was good things that happened, but nothing that changed the world. Am I wrong? Is there something that I'm missing? No, but you know, the thing about it is when Triple H took over, everything was a big splash. And everything was felt new in like this whole like honeymoon phase, we'll say. 
now let's kind of get into that normalcy. Like this is what we're expecting. And I think every week we're getting a little spoiled as wrestling fans. There's always supposed to be a big surprise. And when there's not, we're kind of like, oh, okay. But it still was a good show. It's solid top to bottom. Oh, I'm not complaining. I think that it was great shows, but I just... I don't think that there was anything that was bad to no. like judge them for, like real bad or real good to judge them for. It was kind of all in the middle. I mean, we still have some white rabbit sightings. Now we've in- entered into the big bad wolf. Yeah, it's kind of just getting all over the place with that. But as long as we got Sami Zayn, we're all right. And listen, let's, let's weigh in real quick. And I'm not going to, we, we talked about it more last week, but let's not, you know, waste our time talking about too much of the white rabbit. But for all those people out there that don't realize, they're not just saying or alluding it may be Bray Wyatt. They are telling you it's Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt. There is no there's no stretch of the imagination. I have a picture pulled up right now. Yep. That it's going to be part of the ads in, inside of the ad videos this week for 607 TWS. But Ken can see it. During the show, behind Corey Graves and Michael Cole, there was a big sign that said, Revel in what you are. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't sound familiar, it should because Wyatt Six tweeted that out. Literally days before. Yep. The Big Bad Wolf reference is things that Bray Wyatt has used in the past. Mm-hmm. This is not something that they're, whatever, you know, hiding. This is not something that they're going to botch either, folks. There's no way you can convince me Triple H is just going to be like, oh, here, let's drop the ball on it. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Am I wrong? Or No, this has been such a strategic digital marketing scheme that this is working on every single level. And they're basically telling you Bray is coming. Like, there's no doubt about it. There's no hidden agenda going on. It's not going to be something for Carrying Cross. It's not going to be something for Malachi Black. It's not going to be something for Andrade. It's not going to be anything super crazy like this. It's just literally Bray is coming back. Let the insanity flow. And I'm, for one, I'm here for that. Absolutely. Let's do, like, everything's been building up to Extreme Rules. And I got to say this before, because we're just going to jump into the Extreme Rules. Let's just jump in the deep end. Mm-hmm. Before we talk about it, have you been excited for a monthly premium live event that's not named WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, like you are for Extreme Rules? Or at least I feel this way. No, this definitely has my interest, like more so than other shows have had. But no, I have to agree. Like if it's not one of the big five, I don't really care that much. This card from top to bottom looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw that out there. And for the first time in a long time, every match has a stipulation. Yeah. Extreme Rules is back, baby. Yeah, this really feels like extreme. And it, and I don't think they're going to drop the ball here because you got to remember, this is in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This is going to be a rabid crowd coming up this Saturday, starting coverage at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Peacock. Cock, cock, the Peacock. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for this. I'm going to tell you this. This show looks so good that I'm probably foregoing watching GCW until after it. Yeah. That's how intrigued I am. And I'm not just intrigued by the white rabbit stuff. Mm. I just think when we go over this card from top to bottom, there is stories for every match and every match looks like a banger. Yeah. And including some breaking news that we got just today as we're recording about a match we were already excited about. So before we get any further, let's just dive in. Let's go. I already told you where it's coming to you from. It's coming to you from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, this Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It starts on the Peacock, of course, available for $4.99 a month or $9.99, whichever you know package you choose to purchase. Mm-hmm. 
First match we're going to talk about for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This will be an Extreme Rules match as your champion, Liv Morgan, defends the title against the former champion, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. What are you looking at, Kenem? You know, this is going to be a real temp in the room moment because obviously Liv Morgan's title run has been polarizing with fans, if I can say that. Uh, I agree. And Ronda is Ronda. This really is basically Ronda's element right here. So can Liv pull off the upset one more time and extend this feud to Survivor Series? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say and still. And still for Liv Morgan. You see, I don't know. Here's the point. Are the fans tired of Liv Morgan or are we getting good heel heat? And I'm leaning towards actually good heel heat. I don't think it's go away heat yet. No, it's not go away heat though. So I'm going to say and still. Because I think we can carry this on. But I could understand if they dropped the belt to Ronda. Yeah, I could too. Absolutely. But I think there's still some mileage in this story. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think it would be a smart move to continue this on. So I'm going to say also and still. Next, we have the Raw Women's Championship match. And this will be a ladder match. As your champion, Bianca Belair, defends the title against Bailey. What you thinking, Ken M? This is going to be a wild match. This is going to be a really, really fantastic match. I honestly don't know. I mean, I think in one aspect, I think Bianca needs to win. But at the same time, I could see if they're really getting behind damage control and want to establish them as like the premier faction of all of WWE. They have to give the belt to Bailey. But that said, I think there's still some mileage in the storyline to go if Bianca is still champion and Bailey and company are trying to chase. So I'm going to say Bianca retains. I can see it going either way. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go with you as and still with Bianca. But that's only because that's what I hope happens. Because honestly, I'm not saying that they're dropping the ball. I think there's just way too much TV time dedicated to damage control, in my yeah, opinion. That's why I say like they're really trying to push it to be the premier faction. Right. And it's just like there's only so far... I think we need to take a little bit of foot off the gas there because it's going to get to the point where you're shoving it down people's throats and people aren't going to like it. Mm-hmm. So I think how you defend against that is kind of just keeping the belt on Bianca and keeping the climb coming. And then maybe, I'm not saying get rid of them because honestly, I, I like I like this angle. Oh, it's a very good angle. But I think that they need to slow it down just a tad bit so people don't get tired of it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Next, we have the fight pit. And in <sighs> the fight pit... It's going to be Seth freaking Rollins going against Matt Riddle. Of course, Matt Riddle's element because he's a former UFC competitor. However, we got breaking news today by Ariel Hawani and then backed up by World Wrestling Entertainment. I like how they let Ariel break the news, by the mm-hmm. way, because it makes it feel even real. Oh, it makes it, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the special referee for the fight pit will be former UFC heavyweight champion. Former UFC light heavyweight champion, one of the greatest UFC fighters of all time, DC himself, Daniel Cormier, is your special referee for the fight pit. Let's fucking go. Bring it on. This is fantastic. Listen, we were tired of Seth versus Matt Riddle in the previous regime, and something happened with the storytelling in this new regime. This is one of the things that you can actually point at for a fan that doesn't believe that there's anything that's changed between the McMahon era and the uh, Triple H era, mm-hmm. and go, well, there's a big difference between what Seth and Riddle were doing in Vince's era and what Seth and Matt Riddle are doing 
in Triple H's era. I think mm-hmm. this is the biggest one to tell. And I, as somebody who was tired of it until Triple H took over, I'm back in. We've gotten to see that realistic promo. Yes. And that's now carried into more fights. And now we're getting the fight pit. And we're bringing in, finally, Daniel Cormier. Listen, I'm 100% behind this. I cannot wait for this match. I think Matt Riddle is going to come out on top. Your thoughts about the match and who do you got picking? Boy, I can't remember if it was Ryan Satin or where I saw this online, so apologies if I'm wrong. Can you imagine if Brock Lesnar shows up to confront DC? I saw that too, and I think it was Satin. That's how this match should end, honestly. Uh, exactly. Brock Lesnar enters the fight pit, and they have a stare down, and we finally will that will, will lead to us finally getting DC versus Brock in a wrestling ring. And yep. We know that DC's dream is to be a WWE. He loves WWE. He yep. loves wrestling. So... This would be a win-win for everybody. That's what I think. That's the only way this can end. So I could say maybe some shenanigans happen and you see Lesnar trying to defend Riddle's honor. I'm going to say this is going to be Seth Rollins in the upset. Okay. I, I just hope this builds to a WrestleMania match between DC and, and Brock Lesnar. It's got I think, to. I think you have to wait till Mania for it. Oh, you got, you got to do a big... Unless we they, can build it. Unless they really want to spike Survivor Series. I don't think you need to with War Games. Well, you forgot. You, you forgot. War Games. Exactly. You forgot about that. I think they've gimmicked it up. I think we're good for Survivor Series. And you don't need it for the Rumble because the Rumble sells itself. True. I would say that you, what you do is you plant the seeds and we start DC versus Brock at Mania. And the reason we you can drag it out, training montage. You got to get oh DC ready. Because DC's imagine? never wrestled in, in, a, in a wrestling ring before. So now he's got to train and then we get the training montage. It's going to be like Rocky. WWE embedded. Bro, it's going to be like Rocky. I know, but just imagine though they, if they run it something like that and just do like the build, great. like oh. it's gonna be fucking great. I'm just throwing it out there. I think they can do it. I hope so. I hope that's where they're going because that that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Next up, I quit match. The rated R superstar Edge takes on the leader. I guess you would call him the leader, right? Yeah. Of the Judgment Day, Finn Balor. What you think about this match, Kenem? This is gonna be some really great storytelling. And what I'm just wondering is, will Edge say I quit? Because I think Finn needs this more. I agree. That's why, like, I just I'm wondering how they're going to spin it. But I'm going to say Finn Balor gets the win here because I def I definitively think that if he doesn't win, where are we going with Judgment Day other than Rhea and Dom? Like, other than that, there's nothing. Here's how I'm looking at it: by hook or by crook, I think Finn wins. Because as you know, I've been a big proponent of that's where you bring Bray in. Mm-hmm. You don't bring Bray in to some of the other things people have said. You bring him in as Edge is trying to eliminate Judgment Day and he has to sell his soul to the devil. And then I know that we're anticipating some kind of something from the mysterious White Rabbit at Extreme Rules. And I think we're going to get it. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to get it in the... I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think we're going to get in the... Uh, comes back and interferes in a match. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get like a reveal. And then we find out the bigger picture later on. Yeah. And I think that that would be the smart way, building to Survivor Series. Because, yes, we have war games. War games. But we're going to need something on that undercard. And we know they're doing away with pretty much brand warfare because of the war games concept, which is perfect for me. Mm-hmm. Works. So I think what you do is that's where you build in the Bray story. We reveal it's Bray at Extreme Rules. Maybe not even there, but we just reveal it's him. Cool pre-taped you know, video and promo, and it doesn't come during this match. We'll talk about that in a second. But then it course corrects, and that's the reason he's back. We find out on Raw that it's because Edge needs to get a one-up 
on the Judgment Day. Or what if this, like, they somehow do shenanigans, get, like, Edge, Edge's voice. They do it, like, with Mick Foley and, and The Rock in the I Quit match. I was thinking the same thing. So they do something there. All of a sudden, the lights go out. In the ring is a, is a, is a stuffed rabbit. Finn picks it up, and all you hear is the very laugh. Boom. Or, you know, follow me or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or just the music kicks on. Yeah. That'd be cool. I dig it. But once again... I think that the, I, I still think that the Judgment Day story, I think Finn Balor has to win here because I think that's where they're going with the story. I could be wrong. No, I, I agree. think that's where they're going with he it. He has to win. Speaking of matches, next up, strap match. Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross. Now, this is where I'm going to say, I think this is where we get the tease of Bray Wyatt because this is the one that everybody's talking about because, you know, the White Rabbit connection with Karrion Cross, Karrion Cross coming in. I think we'll get the actual video or whatever here, but it's just. Once again, another white rabbit mm-hmm. to carry us on to what's real. They're really going to do with Bray, but I think that this is where you, we get the package or whatever in this match. And with that being said, I think that they've been doing a good job. I know some people are critical of it, but I don't. I don't understand why. I think they've been doing a good job of building Carrying Cross up. So I think Carrying Cross wins this match. I think just a lot of people don't like Carrying Cross for whatever reason. Just maybe his attitude. I know that kind of ruffles some feathers. Me, I'm a fan. I like him. And I do agree with you. I think he wins this. You almost have to, since he's debuted and been repackaged to where we saw him in NXT, he needs this a little more than Drew does. Like, Drew is already a made man on the main roster. Karrion Cross needs to reestablish himself to the WWE Universe. This is more important to him to get this W. And this is where I think he does. Absolutely. And last but certainly not least, we've got the good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. Between the Brawling Brutes, so that'd be Sheamus, Butch, which they keep calling him the Bruiser now, so I don't know. Maybe we're going back to Pete Dunne, hopefully. I think so. And, of course, uh, Ridge Holland. And they're taking on Imperium. Oh, I and uh, I, I don't want to say all that. I, I, I like their original names. Mm-hmm. I wish they went back to them, but Imperium. <laughs> yeah. But, man, this feud has been something fucking phenomenal on Friday Night SmackDown. If you've been missing any of this, whew, you're missing a lot. It's the most slept-on feud in all of wrestling, bar none. This is going to be a great match. It's going to be hard-hitting. I do think we get Pete Dunne going back to Pete Dunne. I mean, you're starting to see everybody slowly revert back to their NXT days. Maybe they'll do the same thing with uh, Imperium, I hope. What if? What if during this match, the way we get Pete Dunne back is he joins Imperium? Oh. Dude. The, the groundwork is there. I mean, that would be insane. How great would that be? I'll Stop mark. making an idiot out of yourself. Start going back to the wrestler you are. Join Imperium. And he joins Imperium. That would be phenomenal. I think it would be great. Oh. And it would be a good way to end this match and then continue this feud on. Because I think, honestly, this is one of the most slept on feuds. I agree with you 100%. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed every minute of it. It's hard hitting. You know, you have six wrestlers. You know, Ridge Holland is probably the weakest link, but I think he's grown, you know, leaps and bounds from where he was. He's very green. Oh, he's still green. Yeah, but yeah, but no, but that's why like he's the weakest link for this. But he is getting better, and especially being with Sheamus, he's learning a lot. Like, you can see the improvement match per match. And he's going to be in there against three top-tier opponents. Mm-hmm. So there's no way that you can't come out looking like roses in this situation. Oh, I agreed. Fully agree. So I think this is going to be one of the most slept-on matches of this card, but might be the show stealer. I think so. 
I mean, there's a lot of matches on here that could be the show stealer. This, this is good. This is on paper one of the best cards we've seen from World Wrestling Entertainment in a long time. This could be like the first time the Shield faced the Wyatt family way back when. Remember that was a that slipped on mm-hmm. everybody's radar and what No Way Out I think it was. Yeah, this could have that kind of same vibe. Seriously, we need, I know we didn't pick our winners, but I'm going with Imperium, and for the reason I said. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm gonna take Imperium too. You know, notably, we're missing the WWE World Tag Team Championships. The the Usos, no member of the Bloodline is on this show as of right now. That could change. That could change in the next week before the show goes. But we know for sure that Roman Reigns is not going to be on the show. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Looking at this on paper, I actually don't think that hurts the show. It doesn't hurt it at all. I think, and I'm not saying that Roman would hurt the card because Roman's the biggest draw in wrestling currently. Right, but... There's no purpose to really force him there. I mean, make his appearances feel special. And especially with this card, I mean, this Extreme Rules, it's it's all going to be like in the vein of ECW to an extent. Just let the wrestling speak for itself. I mean, if you wanted the Usos to plug and play with, I'm sure you could do them versus Matt Cat Moss and Ricochet if you really want to try doing something to, you could. to fill space. But why? You don't need to. I mean, you can have them kind of sit in the background, maybe building some things up. Maybe you even have Kevin Owens versus uh, Solo. Hey, why not just have the bloodline? In an owner's box, enjoying the night. Yeah. Literally, because we know they're all going to be on the next episode of Raw, because the next day on Raw is the is the season premiere, mm-hmm. and that's where they've already promised that the entire bloodline, including Roman Reigns, will be on Raw. Yeah. So, hey, why not? Right be, it, I think it'd be fun. Yeah. It'd be something different, and maybe you could just do a little promo fucking, you know, brawl or some bullshit. Just, just involve them a little bit, but not too much. I think that'd be perfect. Although... Now that we've come to the end of Extreme Rules, this is that for the Extreme Rules talk. Mm-hmm. I got to run something by you before we go. Okay. So I, I went out of town because, you know, spend time with my wife. Getting ready for New York Comic Con means a lot of things. It means shopping for things, making sure we have promo materials, making sure that I have all the equipment and everything that I need, right? Mm-hmm. But on top of that, it also means taking the time to spend time with my family, my wife, my child, before I leave because I'm going to be gone for a few days and not seeing them. Sure. Well, me and my wife went out of town, a little excursion, and, you know, went to shopping and some stuff out of town. While we were in the car, the Bouncing Souls, Olay, came on. And first of all, I found out that my wife is not a fan of Olay, which is weird. What? I know. But secondly, it gave me an epiphany. I said, what if, what if for the payoff for the Bloodline and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, what if Sami Zayn is barred from ringside for the the Usos because, you know, Jay gets his way. Mm-hmm. And what if Kevin Owens has a mystery tag partner and his tag partner just happens to be El Generico? I'll mark like a madman. And then we can play a little bit of uh, Sami Zayn being like, I'm not El Generico for a little while and do a kind of a fun, funny, I'm not El Generico, this is a conspiracy. And then, of course, he reveals that Sammy's, it is Sami Zayn. But I'm here for this. How great would that be? I'm here for this. I need this to happen. Because I, I said, this is going to be the WrestleMania match anyway with the Usos and, I think and Kevin is. Sammy. I think it is. But I think it would be cool to do I'll Generico. Give it I think it would be me. funny. Because then he could be like, I'm not El Generico. What are you talking about? Yeah. I'm here. But we don't see you and El Generico at the same time. That doesn't matter. I'm here. Yeah. He, he's you know he's still with that orphanage. I'm, I'm the honorary use. Yeah. He's down in Tijuana at the orphanage. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm here. I'm here. I think for that it. would be fun. I'm here. It, all off of me hearing Ole uh, <laughs> to boot. Well, that's going to do it for this week's 
edition of 607 TWS. But before we go, Ken M, tell these fine folks one more time how to find yourself and the ODPH podcast. Very simple. Swing on over to ODPHpodcast.com. Join in the conversation on the social media accounts. They're all right there on the front page. It's easy to follow. Easy to drop five-star reviews on your favorite podcast player. You just check under the directory. You can find us. You can find 3FN. You can find 607 TWS. You also check out Parley Points. Blog sections drop in all the time. Stuff from Dre Driven. Stuff from yours truly. Maybe even your coach, my coach, the coach, Coach Duffy is supposed to be doing a uh, lacrosse montage. We're hearing some nonsense about this. I should say nonsense because I don't know what it is. He's kind of hyping this up. We're hearing a lot of it going on. So you definitely want to make sure you're tuning in to everything and anything that the ODPH is doing at odphpodcast.com. And of course, if you would like to find anything about the 3FN podcast, it's simple. 3FNpodcast.com. All the links are there for all the social medias. On top of that, Patreon link is there. The T Public Store link is there. Friends of the show like the ODPH is there. There's a spot for 3FN podcast and 607 TWS. Musical guests like floodlands who you hear do our theme music every week here at 607 tws and also our good friend second suitor who do our finishing song if you will mm. uh because they do one winged angel that you hear at the end of every show here on 607 tws of course make sure you're following all of them and more check them all out at 3fmpodcast.com and last but certainly not least there is a sponsorship page to kick it over to the people who help us provide these shows to you commercial free every week big shout outs to our friends at sci-fi horror fest i know it's not going down until august 25th and 26th of 2023 but still keep your eye on the prize keep uh, for all notifications and everything sci-fi horrorfest.com also rex to rods auto detailing if you're in the 607 and you need a good detail to your car and you're ready to put the pride back into your ride call them at 607-644-3389 and schedule an appointment tell them that the 3fn uh sent you and last but certainly not least and the people who provide us with the 8122 production studios and of course help us bring everything to you that would be dragon master games for all your magic the gathering and gaming needs visit them on the world wide web dragonmastergames.com ken we are at the end of the show. We're kicking off our run to New York Comic Con, but we will be back next week. Mm-hmm. We promise you that much. Yes. And next week, we will give you the rundown that you need for Extreme Rules. We'll give you the rundown for Bound for Glory. We'll give you the rundown for GCW. And then we will talk whatever's going on in the world of wrestling to do with AEW and everybody else. Of course, on the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. But until then, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And most importantly, later wrestling fans. If you take my Moment is infinite dancing away.
towards me A smile I see Connect from the top ropes One, two, three 